0: Fairies, as we know them today, are a composite of centuries of influence from all over the world. The Scandinavian fairies were portrayed as elves. In Irish folklore, they were described as little folk. Some regions painted them as demons or fallen angels. Although there isn't one definitive origin of fairy folklore, certain characteristics are shared among several cultures. For example, fairies are often depicted as magical beings, curious of their surroundings and wary of humans. They can be mischievous, too, often tangling people's hair as they sleep or stealing small items. More serious conditions used to be blamed on fairies as well, such as tuberculosis. It was once thought that the impish creatures had forced young people to party the night away until they were weak from exhaustion causing the disease. And they were protective, too, of their homes, of the environment, and of themselves, Interloping humans who threatened their way of life tended to find themselves the victims of a fairy's ill will. In the mountain town of Slavonia, Croatia, there is a castle. Well, what's left of it, anyway? First mentions of it date back to the mid-13th century. More of a walled city than a pure castle. The ruins today spread out across 86,000 square feet. When viewed from above, the surrounding forest looks to be swallowing the stone structure perhaps retribution for what occurred here centuries earlier. According to the stories, a nobleman from the area had chosen this spot on Papuk Mountain as a place to construct his castle. High up and far from the town below, he would be able to see invaders approaching in the distance and protect himself. However, the nobleman ran into a problem. A site on which he'd chosen to build his fortress didn't belong to him at least not in the eyes of the fairies who had already been living there. They'd been using the spot as a gathering place to make potions and hated the idea of seeing it destroyed by such a massive intrusion. So they did what fairies do best. They started to mess things up. As construction got underway, builders noticed that their handiwork that they had completed the day before would be completely destroyed by the following morning. No matter how far they got, the fairies managed to undo all of it, setting construction back for weeks. The nobleman, however, refused to budge. He would not find another spot for his castle, nor would he cease construction. Instead, he put up a net. It surrounded the perimeter of the build site and protected the workers from the fairies meddling. One fairy, however, tried to break through the net. Her name was Ruzika, and she'd gotten her long, beautiful hair tangled up in it, trapping her there. The nobleman caught Ruzika the next day, but rather than letting her go, he decided to make an example of her. He buried the fairy deep in the ground as part of the castle's foundation. From that point on, there was no going back. The nobleman and the fairies were at war. They cursed him and his construction site, which the nobleman didn't think too much about. After all, he'd caught and killed one of them already, and he'd taken their homeland. There wasn't much else they could do. The builders continued uninterrupted, returning each morning to see their work exactly as they'd left it the day before. The castle was eventually completed, and it was clear that the nobleman had won. He called his new home Grad, a lasting testament to his brilliant scheme to outsmart the fairies that had tormented him early on during construction. As far as he was concerned, their curse had been nothing but hot air. The desperate attempts of wild creatures to hold on to what never belonged to them in the first place the nobleman's joy was short-lived. Trumpets blared, celebrating the completion of the fortress to all of Slavonia. Then a stone came loose from above. It fell and struck the nobleman dead. He'd had no children, and the royal bloodline had ended with him. Perhaps the fairy's curse had been present all along. Since then, Ruzika Grad has slowly rotted away to a hollow stone husk almost entirely consumed by trees. Eventually, it will be reclaimed by the mountain, and the land will one day return to its former glory, just like the fairies had wanted all along. Read any comic book or watch any superhero movie and you're likely to see a familiar story play out each time. A regular person like you or me is suddenly endowed with special powers after experiencing some kind of trauma. Perhaps they've been bitten by a radioactive spider, or injected with a super serum, and suddenly they're able to climb walls and lift hundreds of pounds without a struggle. But those are just make-believe. Stories meant to entertain and, on more than one occasion, inspire. After all, it's not the powers that make these characters heroic, but what's inside them. In 1994, orthopedic surgeon Anthony Secoria was an average family man from upstate New York when he was struck by lightning. He just walked away from a public phone booth after hanging up a call. A woman who had been waiting to use the phone happened to be an intensive care unit nurse and helped him as they waited for paramedics to arrive. The bolt of lightning had struck him in the face and exited through his left foot, both of which were burned badly. For Tony, the incident was an out-of-body experience. According to the statement he gave the press, he watched himself from above and saw his body surrounded by bluish-white light. A wave of peace came over him before he was brought back to the world of the living. As he recovered, he could tell his memory wasn't what it used to be. He consulted a neurologist who performed a series of scans on his brain, but they didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Several weeks passed by, and the memory problem seemed to resolve itself on its own. But something else had awakened inside him. When he was younger, his musical tastes had extended to rock and roll and not much else. Now, however, he found himself addicted to classical piano music. Though listening wasn't enough for him. Sicoria, who had never touched an instrument before in his life, was suddenly compelled to play the piano. He ordered sheet music for Pieces by Chopin, his favorite composer, and brought a piano into the house to teach himself how to play. The lessons started out difficult, and his fingers didn't move the way he wanted them to, but as he played, he discovered his obsession went even deeper than he'd thought. He'd wake up in the middle of the night with melodies he just had to get down on paper, even though he really didn't know how to write them down yet. He'd play for hours before he had to leave for work, then come home and plunk out his songs until bedtime. His progress moved at an incredible pace. The term that the doctors had for Tony was acquired savant, and his skills earned him performances in theaters all over the United States, on television and interviews in countless books and magazines. He even released a CD in 2008 entitled Notes from an Accidental Pianist. But Tony's accomplishments were only the tip of the iceberg. Sudden jolts of electricity have affected people all over the world in different ways. A great example is Yulia Vorobieva, who was working in a Ukrainian mine in June of 1987 when she was zapped by 380 volts from her mining equipment. She was pronounced dead and brought to the mortuary, where her body remained on the table for two days awaiting the medical examiner. When the ME finally arrived to perform her autopsy, he made a single incision. Blood poured from the wound, and that shouldn't have happened with a dead person. And then the body started to shake. Yulia wasn't dead after all. It took her six months to fully recover, but she found that she was unable to sleep at night. No matter what she tried, her body could not calm itself. Then, one night, she finally slept for hours without interruption. She woke up the next day a new woman, as though the electricity that had been bouncing around inside her had finally settled down. What Yulia didn't realize, however, was that the electric shock she'd endured had changed her. On her way to buy bread that day, she looked over at a woman waiting for the bus and witnessed a horrifying sight. Her intestines were completely visible. They were still inside her body, but Yulia could see them clearly, even though no one else could. A reporter followed her for the local paper, and she was able to see what he'd eaten for lunch working its way through his stomach. Her new talent earned her a position at the Ukrainian hospital where she could look into a person's body and see what was ailing them. According to one doctor, Yulia never made a single mistake when using her x-ray vision. Which might be the most shocking thing of all. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities.